0: On today's podcast, comedian Bron Lewis returns to discuss her new stand up show, Probably. My name is Justin Hamilton, and I am most definitely here on Big Squid. You for joining me today, we have a fun chat ahead with Bron Lewis, who is starting her run at the Adelaide Fringe today, the seventh of March. That's right, right now. Well, not right now, a bit later on today. She will be appearing at the Rhino Room from six fifteen pm. She runs there until this Saturday, the twelfth. So it's a similar run to what I just did recently, and uh, you have five shows to so go and check her out. So if you aren't across Bron's work and you listen to this podcast, I think she'll. Uh, give you a good sense of what her stand-up is like and uh, it is worthwhile checking out her show. She'll be also appearing at the Melbourne Comedy Festival. I'll give you those details at the end of the podcast. Uh, Thank you to everyone who came to my show, Little Victories, in Adelaide. It was a real blast to be back in town for The Fringe and I have to be honest, I honestly thought my time appearing at festivals was over. And, uh, look, I don't know what the future holds. Like, maybe this is just a one-off. I honestly have no idea at this point. But going back to Adelaide was great. Uh, I set myself some goals that I wanted to achieve. There's no point in doing a festival show if you don't know what you want to get out of it. So I set myself some goals, and I hit all of them and that is rare, (laughs) I'll be honest, that is really rare, but it is also great, and uh, it was just fantastic to see combinations of friends that I haven't hung out with in a long time, and uh, the show went really well, all five nights were fantastic, the audiences were great, we got some top reviews, we got uh, one in particular, and uh, as you probably know, I don't usually read reviews, but I had it sent to me by someone I trust, And I just skimmed it very quickly and thought, oh, well, that's nice. This person really enjoyed it. David O'Brien, always been a long-time supporter of the arts in Adelaide. And so he knows uh, the stuff that he's talking about. And uh, he picked up on some subtleties, the the method to the madness that is in the stand-up show. So that was great. And some other things that are behind the scenes stuff that you don't need to know about just yet. But maybe in the future... I'll be able to say, hey, remember when I said something oblique on the podcast uh, just after my Adelaide Fringe Run? Well, this is what I was referring to, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. It was just a fun time. A big shout out to a few people. My techie, Henry, who did all five shows and was fantastic, a really good energy to have in the room before every gig. Uh, a big shout-out to Bronwyn Coos, uh, uh, the Melbourne comedian. Uh, originally Brisbane, I think, but now Melbourne. Uh, we were hanging out before gigs, and she was really a nice person to spend time with before the show started. If, if you're wondering, uh, check out my Instagram, Justin Hamilton Comedian. You'll see a couple of photos of us together. Uh, so she was a really nice person to check in with before each show. Uh, a big shout-out also to Craig Egan, Uh, And Adelaide Comedy and, of course, The Rhino Room, owned by Mick and everyone who works there. Adelaide Comedy and The Rhino Room are the spiritual home of comedy in Adelaide. They are going from strength to strength. It is probably the best venue, I reckon, to go and see comedy at during the Fringe and, in all honesty, during the year. So, don't accept any watered-down imitators, Adelaide. Adelaide Comedy and The Rhino Room have your interests at heart. They do their best with the local acts and that is the place to go to have a quality, professional and a fun time. I'll be appearing next at the Melbourne Comedy Festival for two shows only on April 16th. I will be hosting a live Big Squid podcast with guests Celia Pakola and Josh Earl. I have a fun idea that I'll tell you about next week. But that will be a fun Sunday afternoon show. And then on the 17th of April, I will be doing a one-off performance of Little Victories. Yes, the five-star reviewed show will be appearing for one night only. That's an early Monday night show. So if you would like to come and check that out, please do so. Uh, Don't think, ah, I'll get around to it and then realise on the 18th that you've missed both. They're one-offs. There's only one chance to see either of them. So... If you're keen, I would suggest uh, jumping on that now. And also, since you're uh, a loyal listener of the Big Squid podcast, you can access a Big Squid discount. Just type in the word podcast and you can score yourself some money off your ticket purchase. Head to justinhamilton.com.au forward slash gigs. That is justinhamilton.com.au forward slash gigs. And you can find extra information there. I also have a Patreon site, and when you sign up, you can not only access bonus podcasts, scripts, super discounts to live events and more, you also have an episode dedicated to you. And today's shout-out goes to Emma Oh yeah! And I really hope this is, in fact, your last name, because I love it. I just love it. I just love the idea of you as a teenager getting in trouble from your, your teacher and having them say, Oh, yeah? Go to the principal's office. There's just the idea of, Oh, Yeah it just it's hard to be angry at someone called oh yeah it's hard to hard to tell someone off who's called oh yeah and another thing always feels like they're just remembering it so don't tell me if it isn't really your last name I, that's what i want to believe i love it so much Thanks for being a Patreon supporter, Emma. I hope you enjoy today's podcast with Bron. I think it's great, so I think you'll get a kick out of it. If you'd like to sign up to the Patreon to have an episode dedicated to you, along with access to bonus podcast scripts, polls, super-discounted live events, etc., there's so much up at that site, head to patreon.com forward slash Justin Hamilton. That is patreon.com forward slash Justin Hamilton, and you will find a tier that suits you. I'll pop by at the end to let you know what to expect next week. But now it is time to welcome back to the podcast my new best friend, Bron Lewis. We're in person. I didn't know if it was going to happen because you're one of these random over sharers on social media where you just put up a photo and before you have time to read it, you're looking going, she's in hospital. What's wrong with her? Yeah. And then it was appendicitis.
1: It was just appendicitis. Well, it
0: wasn't just appendicitis.
1: <gasps> yeah. Okay. So I, my idea of what appendicitis is uh, before I actually had it was like it was really, it was just not a big deal. Right. Appendix is tiny. Yeah. Yep. It's so little and I just, and there's a keyhole surgery, who cares? Yeah. And uh, they just go and whip it out and it's done. It's like a half an hour procedure. I was like, surely this isn't a big deal. But every single person I've spoken to about it was like, whoa, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, it's just append- appendicitis. And then I had it. It's like when I actually, actually processed the healing of it, it was pretty brutal. I yeah. Mean, you've never had yours out, have you?
0: No, no. I can tell. Knock on wood. I can <laughs> tell
1: there's an appendix in this room. <laughs> no, I know. I,
0: I have had kidney stones.
1: Have you? Yeah. What did that feel like?
0: Oh, it was fantastic.
1: Wait, are they the ones you have to pass?
0: Well, I would have if I could have. Yeah. But it God, was brutal. like, like uh, no one can see. But uh, as soon as I even brought it up, my legs started jigging. Oh. It, it was. It was literally a year I had it. To the day, yep. the year after David Bowie died, and I did not know what was going on, but I was in such agony when I woke up, and my first thought was, oh, well, if I'm going to die, everyone will just go. Well, he gave it a year, and <laughs> life's not going to get any better, so he's, he's shuffling off this mortal coil, and uh, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable with that. Why yeah, would I want to stick around?
1: Oh, so that was your grief.
0: That was my grief. That, yeah, 365
1: <laughs> days of grief will give you kidney stones. Okay. Manifested
0: in my urethra <laughs> as a four-millimeter stone. But my, we
1: would have loved that. Yeah, I think he would have appreciated <laughs> it. Uh,
0: the, the man who uh, stopped, couldn't stop crying uh, while he was trying to solve the world. The um, uh, So that was pretty horrendous. But mm. with appendicitis, what... What was the first moment that you knew something oh, was going on? I d-
1: so I had a um, – I went to bed and then I woke up three in the morning and I because I'd had this really vivid dream that I'd eaten too much Chinese food, that I was in a restaurant <laughs> with wow. people that I respected yeah. and everyone was eating like a normal person and then I had just – eaten too much too quickly like you know when you know when there's you go out for lunch with a friend and it's a shared kind of situation your biggest tight ass friend will pile their plate high and then still eat from the plates in the middle you know that like i think i pulled that move and i was like oh no everyone's gonna know i don't think i've ever
0: seen that happen before haven't you oh your
1: friends must be rich they are bragging, um, but I, well, well, I'm not bra-
0: I'm not saying that <laughs> I'm <laughs> <am, but> Maybe <laughs> you're
1: the person, maybe it's me. <laughs> Jesus, it doesn't shit. Ever, yeah, no, I it know. It does seem like <laughs> a
0: thing I would do. I do like <laughs> eating,
1: so I was like really embarrassed in my dream, and then I woke up and I was like, oh no, I've just got a really sore tummy. And then I thought, oh, betcha it's gastro. Dreadful timing. And then I just I just didn't vomit. So I was like, oh, well, I don't know what that is. And I had a dreadful sleep until the morning. I said, oh, my stomach's really sore. To my partner, he said, you should go to the doctor because he's Polish. It's his favorite thing to say. It's his catchphrase. Go to the doctor. And because I'm <laughs> from the Riverina, I'm like, as if those quacks know nothing. Right. And eventually I did go. And then the doctor instantly was like, oh, my gosh, you've got appendicitis. You must go to the emergency right now. Yeah. Yes. And I said, emergency? What were those quacks? No. Yeah. Anyway, I went and they said, we have to get it out straight away. They went in, uh which I thought was ex- uh, extreme reaction. And then they, when they went in, it was um, so so gross and inflamed that the appendix had like wrapped around or it's, it's like. Uh, got attached to my uh, colon. Yes. And then they had to, so they had to cut me up, uh, a, cup, a huge hole in me, and then pull out my colon, yeah. and then scrape the appendix off it, and then smoosh the colon back in, and yep. sew is me out. Is that a medical term? It is. <laughs> it is. It is. So, so I told you, quacks. Wow. Get a better verb. Yeah, smush come on. is guys. not right. <laughs>
0: yeah. well, you might know what you're doing, but uh, smooshed is kind of freaking me out. Um, that is. Full on. And uh, there's something, anyone I know who's had append- appendicitis and had to have their appendix mm. removed, the, the, the similarity that every story contains is, oh, we got to do this now. Yeah. Like it's always, it's, it's the ticking time bomb mm. of medical procedures. Mm. And so it's like, it's a good thing that um, your husband isn't a typical man. Because a typical man yeah. would actually say, oh, you know, don't worry about it. You'll be fine.
1: You'll be fine. Have a panadol." Yeah, yeah, no. But at the same time, like they, everyone acted, everyone overreacted. It, it, everyone felt like they were, you know, your auntie that you regret inviting to Christmas. It's like, mate, just relax. <laughs> it's, lunch will be served right. when it's served. Auntie, right. die. Just sit down, you know. But so I feel like everyone was panicking, and I was like, this feels extreme. And then they said they checked, like they sh- shot through emergency, put me in the bed, and then they were like, "Yeah, this is appendicitis." We've got to get it out. Someone will come through and get you for theatre any minute. And that was like midday. And then they di- they didn't actually take me through till seven the next morning. What? I was like, so wait, what's going on with yeah. this ticking time bomb? Yeah, exactly. As we paused it, like, what do we? And they said, well, you just don't look like you're in a lot of pain, so it mustn't be that bad. I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'm. But remember how you gave me endone? <laughs> right. Like, I don't know. So, but it's fine. It will worked out. Maybe if you
0: were still feeling the pain on top of the endone maybe that would be
1: yeah i should have really ramped that up yeah
0: that's interesting though Uh, i do trust them with that kind of stuff the when i went in with my uh, kidney stones it was really funny each nurse came in Mm because i was pumped full of drugs immediately like they kind of clocked what was going on from my description and uh you know i was just in there by myself and uh each each nurse kept coming in, and they were so lovely, but each one, one after the other, not knowing that the other one had done it on the sly, came in and said... Hey, I just need to let you know the pain that you're experiencing is the equivalent of childbirth. Yeah, so do not feel bad about this. This is proper pain. I've heard yep, that. Thank you. No worries. I appreciate that. <laughs> and then, you know, a few minutes later, another nurse would come in and say, "Hi." Hey, just want to let you know. And yeah. By the sixth nurse, you're like <laughs> singing along with them because you know. Let me guess. Yeah, <laughs> and they were all being very sweet. Like I'm. That's not a complaint, but it's. Um, no, it is a compl- across it.
1: Yeah, guys, come on! If we could right. get together, work out. Yeah. What kind of comforting words you're going to give? Yeah. A bit of diversity wouldn't hurt.
0: No, you know what? I was much happier hearing that than the you know you've got a four millimeter stone crowning in oh your two God. millimeter oh, urethra, no. and you know it's it's the word crowning. Don't you,
1: say crowning. You
0: went, oh, that is no. There's like,
1: nothing royal about this. There's nothing.
0: Like I would have been, I actually would have been happier with smushed. <laughs>
1: oh no! <laughs> there's a stone oh,
0: smushed in your urethra.
1: Oh golly! God that, damn. And so and so, the, how do they get that out? They just cut in there.
0: Do uh,
1: just, how do I do it? Well, oh, I'm do. glad
0: you asked because I have put that out of my memory. Sorry. But, uh, so I had to go under and then they yeah. had, uh, put a stent down the eye of my penis and then hello to everyone oh who's golly. trying to eat while we're discussing this. Um, and then they had to get tweezers and pull it out. And then they discovered that I had More. stones kind of floating around in, my, in both my kidneys. And then the mistake I made was I was so paranoid of going through that pain again. So I had the first operation, and then uh, and then a few like week and a half after it, I flew to Perth and did the Perth Fringe, and then I came back to Sydney and I had the next operation, which was I went under and they removed them. They no, they uh, 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 with sound waves blasted them. So then you just pass what's left, and I had that twice.
1: Like blew them up. Yeah. Wow. Shatter
0: them. So then you just weed them out. That's
1: amazing. That
0: is amazing. But did what, you see them come out? Like both both times. Like uh Will Anderson actually Came and you know, because he got to have, um, yeah, he did. <laughs> he did question SIF? everything. was <laughs> yeah, great. <laughs> uh, that's where the idea for the show came from. <laughs> um, no, because you, you had to have someone with you after you've had general anaesthetic. Okay. I lived by myself, so he offered. He, there was one day where he could come and hang out with yeah. me. Yeah, and uh, I remember, <laughs> you know, I was, you know, you're hanging out and you you're a, you're a bit loopy, and then it's like, hey, I just need to go to the toilet. Mm. And it's You don't know what's going to happen. And and Will was like, okay. And I said, look, if you hear screaming or crying or whimpering or anything, just keep watching telly. He said, great.
1: Oh, God. And I was like, it wasn't wasn't sore,
0: but it's it's confronting to see what happens. And, and
1: And did you see tiny little stones come out?
0: You see a lot of blood.
1: You see a lot of blood. Yeah, liquidy blood. Liquidy blood Liquidy instead of blood. congealed. No, it's is not congealed. It's no, a, it's a
0: pretty easy week. but it's. Uh, and <laughs> it is terrifying. Yeah. Uh, How do you
1: get kidney stones? Well, there's
0: uh, asking for a friend. Well, there's um, like you could just be genetically great uh, like bad that, luck, you great. know, or you might not drink enough water, or there's just okay. there's heaps of reasons, but um, who knows. Who knows? Bad luck. Happy birthday. Yeah. So, uh, so you've had your appendix removed. Mm. So, And now the appendix is, uh, is a part of the body. Correct, yeah. We, yes, thank You're you. well done. Okay, next question. And, <laughs> quack, uh, <laughs> I'm
1: amongst monster quack, I knew it. <laughs> um,
0: it, was, it was a part of the body that for a long time people thought didn't do anything. Yeah,
1: but it doesn't except explode. I asked the surgeon, I was like, what is it for? And he said, it, we don't know.
0: But doesn't the – so are you not on any medication or no. anything? Really? No. Yeah. All right. I feel like the appendix does something. It
1: like, does nothing. You should the, the quack said, and I believe every quack, you know me. Yeah. Uh, he said to me, it doesn't do uh, anything. It, maybe it did something when we were cavemen and it had some, and because we ate a lot of – Plants, and that right. was something to do with that. But right. as he was talking, I trailed off because it was so boring. But he said, "But really, <laughs> we we don't. No one actually knows what it does, right?" Um, which makes me think, like when babies are born, just get them out while they're tiny and useless. And so,
0: okay. so, okay, so um, I ask. have typed in. By the way, we're uh, for everyone listening. We are also eating donuts. While, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, so I got these donuts, they're and amazing. I was like. And they're delicious, aren't they? Like, they're holy good. shit. Have you tried the strawberry one yet?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, holy moly. These are really like real, like what you see in the movies, donuts. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And they're not uh, overly dense.
1: They're paradise. Thanks yeah. so much. What no, a treat. Right.
0: But anyway, it's so good that we're talking about all of this stuff while we've got these delicious donuts in front of us. <laughs> um, so, so what is the purpose of the appendix? Why do we have an appendix? The entire digestive tract helps with our immune system, but some scientists and doctors think the appendix may be a place for our body to store certain healthy types of gut bacteria that otherwise could be altered or changed during an intestinal illness or with overuse of antibiotics. So that's something that I'd read before, so I figured...
1: Why would you have read that? A lot of spare time in lockdown.
0: Do you really want me to tell you?
1: Yeah. Is it... Wait. Is it... To do with your kidney stones? No. Okay. okay. Go. <laughs> okay.
0: So um, I went and saw the movie uh, Triangle of Sadness. Oh,
1: I've heard it's very good. Did you like it? I did enjoy it. Okay, right I may have had too many
0: people rave about it.
1: Oh, classic! But that I still thought it was yeah. really
0: good. Like I really enjoyed it. But as uh, a, a movie or a, a piece of entertainment about mm. class, mm-hmm. I have to be honest. I enjoyed the menu more, and I also enjoyed season two of White Lotus. More. Oh
1: my gosh, we've not even talked about that. I'm yeah. thrilled. Did you watch it with your mum?
0: I did watch it with mum. Then
1: did your mum like it?
0: So as a little, uh, <laughs> people are used to tangents on this uh, yeah, podcast. Great. So, uh, so I, people who uh, listen to this know that the last third of last year was crazy busy. You know, I had the chase and question everything in the podcast. braggy bragging. All going at once. That's okay. I don't have anything going for the next <laughs> six months. I do all my work in three months and then I spend nine months wondering how I'm going to pay the bills. Yeah, okay. But... Uh, so I didn't get to watch it while it was on, and uh, I was going back to Adelaide, and I said, oh, "I'll just," I said to Mum, "I'll just watch it at your place," and uh, she said, "Great." And she was just each week, "Don't let anyone ruin anything. Don't let anyone ruin anything." And I was really good because what I did was I never typed it into anything on any computers or on my phone, and I didn't click on anything. So, mm. because of the algorithms, I made the algorithm work for me. Wow. So, because I didn't click on anything, I didn't see any headlines. Yeah. I didn't I didn't see anything memes, like… Memes,
1: no memes. Did you see memes? Didn't sure. see any memes. How did you miss it? They were everywhere. Well,
0: that's because I didn't type it in anywhere. So, I just in. didn't click on anything. No
1: colours, no flowers, nothing. Nothing. And yeah. It, it,
0: but it worked. Like, it literally worked. Like, I didn't get that headline like… Fan favourite dies At the end yeah. of one You go oh, well, I've worked out who that is Just from your clever headline <laughs> So anyway Managed to avoid everything Got back uh, Got to Adelaide Got to mum's house And she was like um, Have you have you heard anything? I said no She said you don't know How anything plays out? I said no And it said uh, Should we start watching it tonight? I said great And then uh, just as we were about To start watching oh, uh, no. Mum explained all the themes Of the series And then, then we watched it But anyway
1: What do you mean? So she ruined it? No, no, no Excellent. But she did
0: explain all the themes that I would have worked out by myself. But anyway, oh, okay, my mum's 69 and awesome, so yeah. I'm not having a crack. but No. Um, also, uh, cool edge. It is cool. Super cool uh, edge. <laughs> okay, so so this is probably – so I think I've realised I've, I've put two things together so you're going to yes. be safe, so you don't have to be worried about this. But I was a bit worried about reading this out to you, but I've put two different organs together. And it's not...
1: Is it the colon and the appendix? They do often... No, spleen. Combine. Oh, the spleen, yes. So
0: the lead actress in that movie oh, yeah. uh, uh, was admitted to hospital in New York after feeling unwell. Uh, she had initial mild symptoms and then her condition deteriorated rapidly and she died within several hours at the age of 32.
1: Yeah, just stunning. Bacterial not- sepsis.
0: Yeah. Because she'd had her spleen removed after a 2008 crash.
1: Oh, when the spleen was really... So if she yes. had a spleen, this would have been okay. Yes. Yeah, what a tragic loss.
0: Yes. Oh, yeah, I'm not being flippant about that, but I was yeah. a bit worried when you said,
1: yeah, no, I'm fine no. with the appendix. Oh, wow, and I, you're like, you're going to die, Bron. I was like... <laughs> but you'll die, Bron. <laughs> like Straight I, after starring in a movie, I that I don't, don't want to question life. any
0: of those professional quacks, but uh, <laughs> I was just a, i was having a little mild,
1: uh, let's maybe press pause on the podcast and maybe... <laughs> Uh, but no, you, but the appendix is though. After all the words you said, yeah. not it's not a useful thing, right? Interesting. Tonsils are they? In, are they useful? No,
0: I think. Well, from what I can gather, they're useful for making sure that food stays delicious. Because don't people get their tonsils removed, and then suddenly they can't enjoy certain types of food? I
1: didn't know that. I feel like I uh, weirdly.
0: I don't think I've known anyone who's had their tonsils removed in the past. Four decades, but, but when decided. I was young, it seemed to happen all the time. Happened
1: all the time, yeah. In the olden days, that happened all the time. And then in America, apparently, they just do it to kids. Like as soon as they get a sore throat, they just whip them out. So that like heaps of Americans don't know what tonsillitis is. Really? Yeah.
0: That's crazy.
1: I know. They I, love guns and hate tonsils. Guys, relax. I
0: just kind of feel like you like if you if you don't have to remove something, maybe you shouldn't just because you don't know what it does.
1: What about? Wisdom, have you got your wisdom
0: teeth? Uh, we my dentist saw there's some up there, but they don't seem to be moving.
1: Wow, the laziest wisdom teeth,
0: mate. Stay lazy, <laughs> yeah. Stay lazy, wisdom teeth. Stay up there. What else don't do people budge? get
1: removed? It's, um, yeah, wisdom teeth, tonsils, adenoids, adenoids, yeah. Mm, terrible name.
0: Yeah, I'd get, I'd just remove yeah, them because I've, I don't uh, like the name of them. I've asked them to leave, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're really pulling, <laughs> making my day awful <laughs> thinking about uh, having something <laughs> named that in my body. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. Uh,
0: so, how were your kids? Were they all right? Were, yeah, they, they were fine. Were I mean my, too scared?
1: No, no. Oh, I've got one of my daughters is a um, – so, I've got three kids and the eldest is – very, very Polish in the way that she is constantly <laughs> catastrophizing everything. Everything is about and Like for an example, um, we all know and love Claire Hooper, right? Yeah. You know Claire Hooper's very well. So Claire Hooper, has her eldest daughter is the same age as my eldest daughter and they're in the same class together. Yeah. They sit next to each other. Adorable. Uh, it's adorable. It's very nice. But they could not be more different. So uh, Hoops as little girl. She's this like... She always is, seems to be on this lovely planet that everyone... I just wish I was on. It looks lovely. Very, very... Really strong imagination. Um, and I guess all of her stories is quite lovely. Whereas Olive, my daughter, her stories are always quite bleak. Anyway, last week her teacher said, Okay, so if you could... Um, everyone, you're allowed to write your own uh, narrative, your own story. It can be about anything you want. The teacher was, I guess, trying to gauge whether they could read or write. And then... Um, uh, Olive said to Penny, Oh, my story is going to be about the war uh, in Poland, obviously, and it's going to be about the first female soldier. And she wants to fight, and she has to plead with all of these soldiers if she can be included. And they've said to her, You can fight with us, but if you, if you get injured or if you die, no woman is ever allowed to be a part of the war again. And so, this woman had to go into the war with this enormous responsibility. Anyway, she ends up falling off a cliff, so she's ruined it. But as she's telling (laughs) this, I know, I know. I was like, what a weird way to. She doesn't die, just very injured. I mean. Oh, she doesn't die. Amazingly, yeah. She just gets her appendix removed. But then she says, she said to. She she explains this story to Hoops' little girl. And then uh, Hoops' lovely little girl says to, to Olive, that is unrealistic, Olive. I said, what do you mean? She said, uh, because women weren't even allowed to speak in that time, which is probably not the unrealistic bit. And then, um, and then oh. I said, okay, fine. Well, what's your story about? And she said, this lovely little dreamer said, well, my story is about a very sharp pencil who owns a library. <laughs> <laughs> It's so like they just, I love the comparison of these two kids. So Oliver's not like surrounded by morbidity, but she just creates this kind of, uh, she will, She really focuses on it. It's a really curious. How old is she? She's nine. Yeah. But loves it. Wants to know everything about the war. Right. And not in like a middle aged white man thing <laughs> that you guys do so well.
0: How dare you look at me <laughs> that way while I'm re- <laughs> reading a book about the secret uh, atomic tests in Maralinga.
1: Exactly, mm, I could yeah. I could smell it from the hallway. It yeah. is uh, yeah, it's just a, a potent stench that people, much like you, have. Lucas that much the same. All of his, all of his like downtown, downtown like you know viewings are about really sad things or very violent things. Um, yeah, because he's very curious about this time in history. I don't know what it is, but she that has come through in her, and so she's always like, well. How many people died and why did they get killed? I'm like, come on, just be like a bit more like Hoops' kid.
0: That's so funny. Go it, to the library. What was, uh, I remember as a kid we had to write a story about uh, if a bone and a dog could talk to each other, what would their conversation be? Oh, that's cool. And I wrote a short story called The Bone with a Bad Case of Leprosy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's great. Did your teacher like it?
0: Yeah. Um, uh, I remember getting lots of confused. Like my teacher was really good, Missus Southwell. Big shout out yeah, uh, in great. grade five. She was f- uh, fantastic, but uh, and she was pretty happy to go with many things that I wrote. But it was she a, didn't
1: call the authorities. No,
0: it's a pretty. I've got it somewhere still. It's oh, pretty right. absurd. It's an yeah. absurd. Like what the fuck is going on here? It's you got probably. it's got weird jokes in it. Oh great! Yeah. I reckon
1: you probably could tell a lot about a kid by just one of their stories that they've come up with. You yeah. know, I wonder what. Stories I wrote about I don't know. It's hard to tell if I can read and write at this stage, but it. But I do. I, I reckon your a big part of your personality is yeah. kind of already cemented by what. Well, how old were you then? Did you say you're twenty-seven? I, yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I was like, what's grade five? Is that? Oh,
1: that's like you were like eleven.
0: Is it no? I feel, oh, is it 11, 10, yeah. 10, 11, 10, something 11 like that? yeah. So I, I reckon a lot of my stories were um, in that period were. Absurd comedies great, or essentially reworkings of popular culture into stories that I wanted to read. So it would almost essentially be Boba Fett from Star Wars uh, universe in an Indiana Jones adventure.
1: Excellent. So you took all the ingredients of things you liked and put them together. Yeah, or, you
0: know, trying to write, you know, Spy stories up against a supercomputer and things like that.
1: That is cool. You obviously were very cool.
0: I was, yeah. I was. Um, well, I was genuinely an only child, so I was very much in my own head. Uh, that's interesting about your little girl, though. So you know that the, the thing, I'm, the reason I'm kind of reading this story about Maralinga and the I read the autobiography of Oppenheimer recently, and all of this for me not things that i've read in the past actually came from the genuine 1980s fear that i had of nuclear war and i oh. had uh, like i had that as a kid and it was it was a genuine fear wow and then um and then the berlin wall went down and there the, there was a there's a sweet period in the 90s where i the, the only real fear i had was uh ah, something going to happen on new year's eve in 2000 like is that oh, is yeah, that what's going to happen that. Y two K and then yeah. that passed and nothing happened. You went, everything's going to be great. Yeah. And the September eleven happened. You went, we're fucked. Yeah. So so. There, but there was a good period where you could just kind of, you know, be inward looking and everyone was having a good time and it was the millennium okay. coming up. And yeah. Uh, well, did you
1: think the world was going to end at? Y two K. I was.
0: Gen- oh no 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 no. Like, no. I was curious. It, like it kind of. It was one of those things that was talked about in a way where. Like people would say it in a logical way, but if you listen to it, you go, "I just don't think computers are going to reset to zero and planes are going to fall yeah. out of the sky." But people would say it.
1: Oh yeah, a girl I went to high school with. Her uh, parents were quite bonkers, and they built a like a bunker underneath the house. And when I say built, they just dug a really deep hole, <laughs> uh, with no. Uh, but you could uh, so you could still see, like if you stood up. You could still see outside. Yeah. And she was one of four kids, so her and her three siblings, on New Year's Eve, they all had to go down into this hole, sit with their parents with, like, tins of food around them and just wait and wait and wait. And then obviously, you know, spoiler alert, nothing happened. Yeah, And then they just had to sit there. But because they hadn't thought of a toilet, because I guess they were expecting the world to end, because nothing had happened at midnight uh, and they were all busting – they just had to each file back out and go to the toilet and then come back and climb back into the hole again. And I think they were down there for about three days before finally someone said, oh... It's all right. We must must have got the day wrong, but we'll keep this hole here just in case. So I think probably still to this day, they've got a giant hole under their house.
0: Which may have come in handy in recent years. Yep. They might have been uh, (laughs) down in that hole still. Uh, That's... uh, You you know what the, the... That's... The bit that's most fascinating about that is the bit where you finally come to the conclusion that it's okay to leave the home.
1: Yeah, I wonder who, like, because I think they were all waiting for either their mum or their dad to yeah. go. Okay, but neither of the parents. Like, you think about it. You know, um, in a when you're in a relationship with someone. When you've, No, when you've dis- <laughs> well, it's been a long time. Well, when you have been. I'm so sorry. I've made it sad. <laughs> no. You know, when you're in a relationship, even a friendship with someone doesn't have mm. to be romantic. Or, you know, mm. we, it could happen between us, Justin. Okay. okay? Yep. Uh, and then you've decided. It's like when you go to a restaurant, that's pretty bad. And you haven't, you've decided that it's bad, but you don't want them. Oh, uh, yeah You don't want to be the person who yes. goes, this is shit. Yeah. So you have to wait and you have to have all of these kind of looks yep. and search their face for yep. a flicker of... Is this shit? And then you go, it's a bit shit. And yep. then you have that moment where you go, oh, thank God, you think it's shit because this is shit. So in a relationship that would happen all the time, especially in front of kids because yep. you can't show weakness because as soon as one parent shows weakness, the kids go, fuck, parents don't know what's going on. Yes. So in a whole situation, yeah. the parents would have to be staring at each other's dumb faces the whole time being like, are you going to admit that this is not You should write this me? up as a
0: movie because I reckon it would get made because, for starters, you're going to have such a small budget because most of it's, it's in the hole. In the
1: hole, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not even a toilet in there. Yeah, it is. That's a,
0: that's a major mistake.
1: Yeah. Well, they didn't think they thought the world was going to end.
0: Yeah, but if they thought the world was going to end, like why bother building the hole?
1: I think maybe they thought because I've thought about this more than I care to admit. But they, I reckon, they must have thought. Oh
0: no! Wait a second. I'm going to be thinking about this heaps. So don't do not. Thank you. It's (laughs) actually so
1: good. um, And then they had to, uh, like, they must have thought that once the you know midnight happened, everything was just wiped away. But they were saved by this hole that didn't have really any. Well, yeah. In their in their
0: defence, they probably thought. Like, I remember there was the idea that planes would fall out of the sky. That was the big fear. And the other fear was that everyone was going to lose their money. All credit, everything was... The, oh, so the were people were taking money out. Well, the economy was just going to be flatlined because everything had turned to zero oh. and nothing... So there would possibly be riots. So in their defence, maybe just hiding in the hole and waiting for that to all happen. The riot to finish. Yeah, and maybe hopefully. that was a fi- the theory.
1: So does that mean that people were not flying at that stage? Were, fly- were planes just cancelled to get no, through I that?
0: I I, I just kind of get the impression that people who actually knew shit were fine, and it was just old school urban myth.
1: I feel like there were more people who believed it. Maybe in my, I'm from real white trash, so I reckon there was more right. people who believed it right than didn't. But I, I do only know one person, one family that dug a hole. <laughs> I'm proud to say, just one.
0: <laughs> well, the um, the the war with Russia in the in and the Ukraine, like, mm. so when I find something confronting, I I go towards it. Do you? Yes, Ooh. and it's a it's a really fascinating. The uh, you know, I was reading a lot of uh, books by Robert Baer when the Middle East stuff really exploded oh, in two thousand and three, because it's almost like I think. The psychology is if I can understand it in some way, if I can kind of get my head around it, even in, even in just this little part of mm. whatever's happening, maybe I can find a baseline of calmness through it.
1: And does that work?
0: Yeah. So the – the like, you know, to a certain extent. <laughs> so I've, I'd never seen the TV series Chernobyl and <gasps> I went straight into that in the very early days of uh, the war and it was right. just sort of like, wow, I have really not – even contemplated nuclear war for such a long time yeah. wait have you seen it now yeah
1: oh my god yeah I was really late to the Chernobyl Party yeah I mean, it was great it was brilliant but it was yeah it was very confronting and happily I will not watch anything to do with it ever again yeah but did you when you, with Chernobyl did you research that after you've after you discovered
0: uh, I did a little bit of reading but it was almost like I'm a so I'm a believer in art and entertainment as being a safe place to experience emotions and then you can walk away from it afterwards. Yeah. So it's like I'm experiencing this fear while I'm watching this and I can do a bit of reading yeah. and now I can kind of breathe and oh, I'll put on so a record. So once it's
1: off, you're like, okay, fine, where's David I can David move Bowie? forward. You okay, know. David Bowie will get me through this just like I my kidney stones. Like he has got me
0: through everything. Like
1: everything, kidney stones and all. It's amazing. Yeah. But, so, but I would find personally that if I studied something, I would – it would kind of linger in my brain for a bit too long.
0: Yeah, well, it's still everywhere. It's still there, But great. there is also just that part of you that's like, like, I don't know, like, you can't escape it. Like, so if you can kind of engage with it in some way on your terms, then it takes the edge off. Right. For me, anyway.
1: That's okay, a, so you're taking control of, say, something like Chernobyl. Yeah, well... You no, control it. Well,
0: I don't control Chernobyl, but the the... The, the fear of what's going on, okay. I can I can choose to experience it this way, which is on my terms, rather than having it just oh that makes sense popping into my head at any random moment. Yeah, like um uh I saw the movie After Sun, I'm not this seen year that with uh, uh Paul Meskell and uh, the first movie by Charlotte Wells, and it's it's uh it's beautiful and. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, it's a very simple story about uh, a young dad taking his daughter on a holiday and it's the daughter in the future remembering this holiday Aww. in Turkey and it's uh, it's quite sad and uh, I saw it the first time, found it quite moving. And my friend that I went with, it was one of those movies where you just kind of go, whew, and then we walked out and then uh, she went to the bathroom and while I was waiting for her, I, I ended up getting a text message saying, hey, I'm just going to, be a little second while I compose myself before I come out. I went, yep, no worries. And then um, I realised there was about six or seven people standing around and then just one by one I watched these women coming out of the toilet who had all been composing themselves. themselves. And then uh, my friend came out. She said, "Um, wow, you would not be surprised at how – You'd be surprised at how many women were in there composing themselves. I said I would not be surprised. It was like the end of The Great Escape with Steve McQueen letting one person out of the pit (laughs) at a time. I was just watching them come out. But uh, I found that movie for many reasons. For for another podcast, I found that movie to be so moving. Yeah. Did you cry? uh, No, but I felt pretty choked and I could feel my chest was about, uh, you know, when you go, oh, shit, this is...
1: Is that a kidney stone? <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: in my in in my lungs, <laughs> um, and then uh, and then I went. I it was only on previews. So I went and saw another preview of it the following week. Wow! Because I once again it's a it's a safe space to fuel these emotions yeah. and experience them and come out of the cinema and reconcile with whatever thoughts and memories and emotions that it's brought up. But it's, it's, it's a safe space because you yep. can also just walk out and say to someone, do you want an ice cream? Yeah. And move on.
1: This wasn't real. Remember? Yeah. yeah, see, I'm very different. So there are movies that I'll happily never see. 12 Years a Slave. I'm like, I reckon I could guess what's in there. I'm yeah. not really not thrilled about watching it. I, when I saw Titanic when I was in primary school, I, uh, that shook me to the core. Like I wasn't surprised the ship sank. Right. Uh but I was surprised as a to see like ba- you know the frozen babies in the water. Yes. So I was like that stuff I couldn't I, I when I when my brains I see something really I could I could not watch any of the news. For after the earthquakes like just the, 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 there was oh yeah no, horrific I get that. Yeah. like really like things that I can't unsee that I understand that it's happened and I don't want to seem ignorant to be like well I just if I don't look at it it's not real like I understand it's there but I like I, I can't shake the images that my brain that I've seen yeah and they will come up when I least expect them. Yeah. And I'll be like, oh, right now.
0: But I think the news is different to art. Like, for me, the news is different to art. Do you know what I mean? Like, art is something that, once again, is a safe space. But I I also completely understand and agree with people who say, fuck that. Yeah I just want to go it. and see Ant Man, fucking take down yeah, Kang. Look, and say, I don't the talk universe. like that
1: and I've never seen Ant Man. I wasn't saying hey, it was hey, you. hey, Come I on. found that up as a personal attack. Um but I haven't been able <laughs> I couldn't see which is the movie that oh I couldn't see again, Dance from the Dark with Bjork. Right. Have you seen that? Yes. Holy hell! Well, there's
0: some movies that it's good to see once.
1: Great to see once. Yeah, there's lots of things like a lot of last one tree ones. Regret scene. Regret instantly. Like, I recently, Breaking the Waves. You've uh, seen that one?
0: I haven't seen Breaking the Waves, <laughs> but I recently watched Antichrist.
1: <laughs> oh yes, I went and saw that the movies, and I couldn't, once was heaps. Oh, it was so it was too many for me. I didn't understand. It was like part of like the film festival in Melbourne. Is yeah. no bragging, and I went and I um uh, with my brother. And we, it was packed and we're like, oh my God, like we hadn't, we didn't understand just how popular this bloke was. Oh, right. And we're like, yeah, cool, fine, fine. And he had a movie that we had seen, I thought The Idiots, do you remember that one? No, I don't know that Uh, one. That one was very strange as well. So, but it was way less, it was way less graphic. Well, he's a
0: provocateur and like, at least I know that going into Antichrist. So. But if you don't know that.
1: Yeah, Jeez I didn't know shit. that. Yeah. <laughs> the the weapons that she used on herself and him are oh. yeah, things that we are and the in the movies it's so loud. I feel really overwhelmed with just like, you know, the sound of scissors. Um, and um, <laughs> but breaking the waves is one that he uh, I think that's maybe the most confr- confronting for me, that one. It's right. like, but he does. So I, and, and I, every single time I've watched a Lars Von Trier film, I at the end of it, I'm so angry that right. uh, that uh, for that experience, because like right. I, I, I know that I'm not going to shake it for ages. Right. And so, why do you f- keep going back? Well, um, that's a good question. I reckon the last time I watched one of his films was in 2012. A yep. guy that I worked with was like. I think he was like, I think you'd like this movie. Uh, and I was like, oh, okay, great. And it's when um, everyone had DVDs. So he lent it to me and then I watched it that night and I was furious not only at Lars von Trier but at the bloke who lent it to me. And I was right. like, what What about me?
0: Was that Breaking the Waves?
1: It was Breaking the Waves. Right. It is. So I, I won't give you the whole thing but it's about this woman who's got an intellectual disability and she um, marries this guy and he has a, a – like. And then he has a dreadful accident where he's like kind of in a coma, and uh, then she she gets this idea in her head that if she's promiscuous outside of their their marriage, mm. then she'll get him better because um, he had like well, he came to for a bit and was like, "I want you to enjoy your life. I might yeah. look at better enjoy your life." And so she saw this wish as her, as the way to get him better. Yeah. So she goes out and gets puts herself in all these dangerous situations. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombuscom slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Come in the morning, like, full of hope, hoping to see something's different. And then she's like, okay, so that wasn't dangerous enough. So she keeps upping the ante and mm. upping the ante of these sexual endeavours that she's doing. And it is bleak and it is graphic mm. and, like, the sex scenes are very kind of, like, oh, they're gritty yeah. and... Uh, everything about it is um, like there's zero hope for humanity in it. Yeah. Like no one comes off good in this film. And so you left feeling quite gutted. Right. And um, angry. Right. And I can't, like, as I'm saying it, I'm like taken back. As I'm explaining it, I'm taken back to these parts in the movie that I, that will live in my brain forever and I'm angry that they're there.
0: <laughs> well, if it's any consolation, that sounds exactly like something I want to watch at the well, moment. Well, then
1: but, great. But,
0: <laughs> I, but I also need to point out, I don't always want to watch that yes. kind of stuff. But mm. it's... Um,
1: Sometimes Ant-Man. Yeah, maybe.
0: But the, <laughs> it's the uh, but I need... Um, uh, like it, it's... You know, there's just certain points in your life where you need a broader palette of experiences and I don't know. I'm, I've hit a point where I need things to have a little bit more to say Uh, and uh, I feel like there's been in the world of entertainment a lot of the really mainstream stuff is just a bit pappy and just not not that interesting to me at the moment so that's why I'm going more into that direction but it doesn't mean I can't enjoy something that's just just
1: fun, yeah. I but mean, I don't watch things that are just fun. I wouldn't want to make it seem like I'm like I'm no, scared no, of no. like I, grim things. But I do. I, I sometimes when I've, when some I've gone down a um a journey, a dragged through a journey uh, that is very. Uh, it's just super confronting. Like anything, last one at yeah. The end of it, I'm like, ah, oh, god damn it! I yeah. hate that I went there. Yeah. Dance in the dark, so sad. Yeah. So sad. She yeah. just wants to dance. Where's her eyesight? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Where is her eyes to
1: so, How is she going to so, dance?
0: Someone should have looked behind the lounge. I might have just fallen out. <laughs> the uh, Yes, look, I never judge anyone who says that's not for me. It's interesting that you keep going back to those though. So maybe there is a part of you that goes.
1: Well, it's kind of like, uh, do you like scary movies?
0: See, I'm not a big fan of scary movies. I like Why? unsettling movies. So uh, I, I know that okay. sounds like I'm splitting hairs. Uh, I'm not as into a... Uh, oh, yeah, of okay. Jump scare, but like I do. Scream
1: or something. Did you watch Us by the guy who. I did. did. You did? What yeah. do you think?
0: I enjoyed Us. Yeah. Yeah. Because it <gasps> felt like more to chew on.
1: Yes. I loved the idea of the social commentary through yes. it. I loved that it was yeah. bringing up different things. What's, his, what's, his, what's the name of that director? Jordan Peele. He's brilliant. Yeah. I love his other film much more, though. Uh, what was the one? We, Don't. Oh, I think it's called Get Out. Get Out. Yeah. Oh. I, I didn't know if
0: you were talking about Get Out or Nope
1: no nah, get out yeah i'm actually it's i'm actually asking you to do that now no it yeah. is um on, it's and my, my place. and my ad please get out it is um <laughs> it, it, get out was great and then i was really excited to watch his next one well, well the us and then it was just too scary for me yeah like I, right. was, I was terrified i hated right. that the little kid had a mask yeah i was like what's gonna happen with the mask why yeah. is the little kid insisting wearing a mask and then when they came in i was like i was like i love that this that there's something more here but i'm it's I'm too physically much. too scared
0: uh, <laughs> I watched Barbarian recently Oh, I've never seen and
1: it who, uh, who directed that?
0: Uh, it's a new director Can't think of their name off the top of my okay. head what but happens? I, well, I reckon um, uh, The premise is a, a woman goes to stay at an Airbnb that she's booked And when she gets there, someone's already staying there And oh. it's been double booked And I, if you're so I don't like nice. super scary movies and i watched this and i reckon it's one of those movies that you are better off if that's all you know and you go in and i reckon for okay. a, i reckon for a little bit you'll be angry at me and then for the rest of it you'll be rapt okay but it's um but once again that was a little bit more you know, I just I just don't like jump scares. I prefer something unsettling, yeah. like a David Lynch film. than I yeah, do great. something that is a. Oh.
1: Yeah, no, I'd be the same. But I think if it's if it gets as if it gets a little bit too scary. So yeah. uh, did you ever watch the movie Strangers? I'd come into it. So that I think it had Liv Tyler in it, I think, and it was uh, just about uh, it was it was just. Sh- Pure fear, the whole right. way through. Right. So it was just a, uh, one of the, there's no, it makes no sense as to why they're being tortured, like uh, why they're yeah. being ta- traumatised. Yeah. They were just in their house, houses minding their business and then, um, they'd be like, "Why is that person standing in our driveway?" Right. So this is where I thought, "Oh shit, us is going to be too much like strangers, right?" And then, uh, and then they start to, and they always have weird masks or they have a bag over their head. These yeah. people that just keep it appearing, and they, and as you, as a viewer, you're just watching this person like speak to their partner, and then you notice there's someone just standing in the window looking in with a weird mask on, and Great. I'm like, "Okay, yeah." This is too much for me. We yeah. can't do it. And then I was furious at the movie for years because it, because when you get up to go to the bathroom at night, as a normal person, you'd be like, I'm going to the bathroom. But me, I go, what could make this trip terrifying?
0: You know, uh, I'm not afraid to admit that uh, Alexei Toliopoulos uh, encouraged me to watch the movie Hereditary and I watched that okay. during the day here. And then there was, Terrifying? Well, I'm, like, I'm nominally a grown-up and I was, uh, you know, as someone who lives by himself, I was like, hey, you're too old to be thinking that you might <laughs> go to bed with the bathroom light on. What are you doing, mate?
1: I wouldn't judge you. I'm surprised you didn't ask your neighbour to come for a sleepover.
0: Well, you know what's great is because when you wake up in the middle of the night and you realise that you freak yourself out and you don't have your glasses on and when you look around, oh. things do take on different shapes. Yeah. And then you think, should I turn on the light? Do I need to see what's there? Maybe I'll I should because I'm a grown-up. Just
1: kill me now. Yeah, just do it.
0: I'll close my eyes again. If you can just get to it, that would be very nice. Can you make it quick, please? Thank you. <laughs> Turn the lights. It's your bookcase.
1: <laughs> did that? But did that last for days or just one night? Where you a were few like, nights? Yeah, yeah. See, so that lasts for months, maybe years. For me,
0: oh yeah, that's too much.
1: It's too much, yeah. and then I regret it forever. It's like a like a hangover that lasts for so long, and then yeah. you think I thought that was going to be a fun night, yeah, but now all I feel is deep regret.
0: Is it, Do you reckon? Uh, I feel this way about comedies as well. Uh, do you think horror movies are? Better as a shared experience. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Absolutely.
0: Because by yourself it's too... Too, That's intense. too much because you need you need the person next to you to kind of go huh? like you know just yeah. make a little noise. that makes you go, oh yeah, you're feeling the same.
1: Yeah, exactly. Just you like know? what I was saying before, you need to look at their face. Yeah, and if there's a flicker of this is a bad idea, you can go. This is a bad idea. We've right. ha- we uh, we are both terrified, yeah. and we know that we should have just watched Anne of Green Gables again.
0: Yeah, you know, you know, I had the opposite where yeah. my mate and I went and saw Babylon,
1: okay. which is
0: has gotten awful reviews mm-hmm. and. Died at the box office and yep. everyone claimed was like it's three hours and ten minutes and it's too long and blah, blah, blah. And we went and really early on we both laughed at the same thing and I knew that we were going to be in for a great time great. and the two of us loved it. We thought it was fantastic. Flaws and all. Thought it was wow. deeply flawed. and you could. But did
1: you love it as an experience? Like that was you were laughing at the parts that you weren't supposed to laugh at? No, no, no. Like I thought oh, it was great. genuinely funny in
0: bits and then sometimes I was laughing at the audaciousness of a scene. Yeah. And, like, to be honest, I would rather see – this is – once again, this is not for everybody, but I just know that I'm at a point in my life where I want to see someone take a big swing and be ambitious and really go for it and try to say something. And even if they stumble, I will appreciate that a lot more than something that has been gone, okay, we've tested this and we do this here, this here, this here, this here, and this happens, this happens, this Mm -hmm. happens. And essentially, it's like all these other movies. Yeah And I don't want the cookie cutter experience mm. I would rather have something deeply flawed
1: Okay well that's good It's, it's
0: like Did you see Licorice Pizza? No one of, one of the joys of that film very early on Was that uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's son You know Cooper He's, he's got pimples mm-hmm. And they've got like normal teeth And they've got mm. freckles and stuff And it was like sitting in the cinema was like look at that Look how beautiful these people are yeah. They look so normal they look like they look like people I know, you know. So, yeah. you know, and then going and seeing movies and like, ah, oh, well, that thing could have been half. But who gives a shit? Yeah, I paid I re- money.
1: Yeah, I reckon my one of my biggest pet peeves uh, in my life is when um, any when the person on a show or a movie has like blow dried hair and glossy lip 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 gloss. I'm like, yeah. what? What are you doing? Like I instantly am taken away from the scene. I'm like, that's it. I'm b- watching Breaking the Waves again because i It makes me so <laughs> mad. I'm like, this is a real. So when you see someone with a pimple, it's like, fuck yeah. I guess it would be hard if you wanted, needed to do a retake of it, and you you like he just needs to grow that pimple back.
0: Oh yeah, in the exact same spot. Yeah, you, you need to get it in the first take. You, can, <laughs> yeah, you can't afford case. to come back in three weeks time, yeah. and have, in case
1: it grows, yeah. you don't know. Quick, quick, quick. But um, yeah,
0: it's it's. So I've had this. Interesting experience in the last few movies that I've seen where people have been walking out <gasps> constantly. So, what so,
1: movie did you notice people had the most, the strongest reaction? Oh,
0: well, so it's happened in the last four times I've been to the cinema. Wow. And uh, the first one, so Babylon, so where my friend and I were sitting, we were just above the where the it's entrance a, is yeah, and yeah. Uh, watched seven couples leave throughout the film. Interestingly, after I watched the first couple leave, after about 20 minutes, I was like, oh, here we go. Oh, you know, I might just keep an eye out and see. And then, you know, Mm. four of the seven couples, the woman stood on the top step for a little bit longer and kept watching.
1: Weird. And then then left. So... So what does that mean? That the blokes were more upset about it?
0: Possibly. Like maybe the guy wasn't having a good time. And like, so there's a part of me, like, just... Even on a superficial level, don't you just want to enjoy looking at Margot Robbie on the big screen? Yeah, like, uh, like that's a, like a really superficial thing to say. Yeah, but even on that base level, don't you just want to sit there and go, "She's pretty, she's lovely for to three look at. three hours." Absolutely. Like, like, there's, I bet there's she ha-
1: has a spleen. <laughs> I bet she does. Yeah, and an appendix. I bet it's really nice as well. It's very nice. It's, it's a blow waved appendix. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: but um, so but I think there's so so I noticed that and then uh. After Sun, which is this beautiful, fragile kind of film, uh, I watched like a couple, uh, like two women leave after 30 minutes. Is it because
1: it was too sad? Was it, or had you already reached a sad bit?
0: Not really. Um, The movie goes 90 minutes.
1: There's a reason we're called the weaker sex.
0: That's Knuckle your comment. Down. I do not need to say anything and have that taken <laughs> we, out of context. I'm just
1: reading what you wrote down there. <laughs>
0: that's, I can't write. Everyone knows that I'm <laughs> dyslexic. That's, that's just hieroglyphics for me to remind myself that I can't write. Um, but, they, but they left after half an hour and it wasn't really even at the sad bit, you know. Oh, so that God. was interesting. And then I saw Tar with Kate yep. Blanchett and mm-hmm. I thought that was a fucking masterpiece. Great. I just And saw, people left that one. I saw a couple of people leave that one. And Which, I was That
1: got awards Didn't it that got It's winning awards, awards Yeah but, um, And that means something
0: Well it, Like Kate Blanchett is Phenomenal s- Like She's so magnificent in this mm-hmm. Like I would like to see Michelle Yeoh win the Oscar For best actor Because uh, Actress Because I think she's great mm-hmm. But it will be a fucking travesty If it's not Kate Blanchett yeah. Like Kate Blanchett should win Best actress Best actor Best supporting actress Best supporting actor best She speaker, is so she good direct it Wow great Like she's so good And it's a real – it's a hell of a movie. It's like watching a a Kubrick kind of film Mm -hmm. about this woman. Like You know how Kubrick can be sometimes quite funny in these really kind of weird moments? And it's also one of those films that we could both watch it together and enjoy it and then at the end we could be discussing it and you could say, oh, my God, I can't believe she said blah, blah, blah. And I could say, oh, I thought I was kind of on her side when she did that. You go, Oh, oh, really, you know? That's
1: fun. Yeah. Yeah, okay. But I saw people
0: leave that. What was the other Why one? Why do you
1: think they were leaving? What would? You, what was about it? So, so that's,
0: yeah, so that's a really, really interesting question. And I have been thinking about this for weeks. Uh, and what was the other film that I saw? I forget what the other film was. Was it Ant-Man? Of. No, no, Ant-Man just came out okay. uh, yesterday. <laughs> no, but it was something pretty fun and it was it was really good Uh but it was just – I think there's a um, triangle of sadness. Yes. I saw people walk out of that after half an hour.
1: Have you ever walked out of a film? No. Never. I paid money. It's This is where I'm upset. How do these – are these people made of money?
0: Well, also, like, Sif- like, I'm kind of optimistic. Like, even if I think a movie's a bit shit, if something happens in the last scene, that's good. It
1: changes it completely. Well, it yeah. might – but
0: I might even just go – oh, fuck, it took a long time to get there. But, I, you know, I didn't mind that ending. That was it. that was audacious, you know.
1: There's only two films that I've ever wanted to leave from. Antichrist. Yeah. But I did <laughs> I, I was going to say. Yeah, Antichrist. <laughs> and, and honestly, I probably should have. And the other one was Halloween H2O oh, yeah. with Mike Myers and yeah. um, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, not
0: the funny Mike Myers, by the way. No, that no. That would have been much better. It would have
1: been much yeah, better, yeah. That was in, I reckon, 1998. And right. I went. we snuck in. I was... 12 and then I snuck in with some friends. Oh Jesus, and yeah, you're too young. We were like, yeah, we did it, we made it, and then it was so scary. Yeah. Um that the people were laughing at us because we were so frightened. Right. Yeah. Right. So it was like it was a combination of fear and shame. Yeah. For an hour and a half or however long that. Yeah. Movie went and we, but we stayed till the end,
0: yeah, right, yeah. And
1: that's why I'm so damaged, that's why I'm a comedian, right? That's how it, full circle there we go, there's a, there's there a secret is. origin,
0: but yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I wonder if it's because you know, after you know, like we're, we're post pandemic mm. technically now, and I wonder if, uh, like I don't know what it is, but I wonder if it's patience, like maybe there's a lot of people at home watching a movie for 20 minutes and yeah. going this isn't for me or... It would
1: be hard now for new filmmakers or for for any director to be like, we have 20 minutes to convince them to stay. Yeah. And I guess there was a bit of a less pressure before in this whole Netflix situation. Yeah. It's like, well, they've paid money, of course, or they've hired the DVD. It costs $6.60 for one night at VOEZ. Of course, they're going to watch the whole thing. Yeah. But yeah, people would be like, let's just go home and... Do anything else, but it's movies are still dear. I haven't been in a long time. How much are they? 20? Well,
0: you know, depending on when you go, you could be up at like 20 bucks. Like, well, you you could probably be paying like 55, no. 60 bucks between the two of you. Like, oh, yeah. so you know, like if you've gone out, like you've probably made an investment to see a film, yeah. and uh, I just kind of I don't know. Like, is it uh, you know, I keep coming back to like when I was a kid, mm-hmm. the biggest TV show. That I knew of was MASH And MASH And MASH was The worst You hated MASH?
1: Oh god It was devastating When that came on in the afternoon I was like no Where's Rugrats? Where's High?
0: Oh yeah Every
1: afternoon MASH Why would they think The kids would want it?
0: Oh Hang on when was it on for you as a 4 kid?
1: 4pm in the afternoon or oh, 3.30. No,
0: no, no. It was a 7 o'clock show when I was, oh, uh, when see, I was a kid. Oh, see, that makes more sense.
1: It was, after, it was after Rugrats.
0: Yeah. No, no, no. It's too It's, it's too much of a grown-up show for yeah, exactly. a 4 Exactly. I PM didn't show. get it. That's ridiculous. I
1: wasn't a white middle-aged man yet.
0: Yes. Well, <laughs> well, here's the thing. It was a 7 o'clock show and it was the biggest show on TV and it was a comedy. Yes. But sometimes there would be serious episodes Mm. that were, no laugh track, dealing with the horrors of war. And when it was quite ahead of the curve. For the
1: entire episode? For the entire
0: episode. Oh, wow. And you know what you did? You accepted it. Yeah. You went, oh, yeah, this is one of the serious Mm. ones. Now, which ones did I prefer? I preferred when they were wearing Hawaiian shirts and dressing gowns and playing poker and picking Mm. on Frank Burns. But when I saw an episode that was a black and white serious one and they were talking about the horrors of war, I was like, yeah, cool. And you just accepted it. Yeah. But I trust now, you guys. Like, because it's MASH. That's what you do. But mm. now I feel like things are so careful and, you know, like it, I just – you get 20 minutes into a film and you go, nah. No thanks. Like maybe, maybe something happens in 10 minutes that it makes sense to you. But like – Yeah. I, like once again, if people want to leave, they want to leave. But I just – it's – It just doesn't make sense to me.
1: Seven couples left. Seven couples, yeah. That's amazing. And
0: as I said, the the, the, the four women that stood on this top step and maybe watched for a couple more minutes, I found to be... They were the ones...
1: Yeah, what a twist.
0: If I could have... If I could have annoyed everyone and pressed pause on the film to run down and just say, hey, just a quick 30 seconds, yeah. uh, d- did you want to leave? Because I get the feeling you were just at least enjoying the dresses. Okay. I've like, got
1: some questions. Give me 20 minutes of your time. I know yeah. that's your deadline. Uh, yeah. And so did they, did did anyone, was it always in the first like half an hour? Or did no, they no, no. no, half no halfway it's, through? A, it's, so it's a three went,
0: hour, 10 minute film. So, yeah. you know, it was coming at different intervals. But um,
1: yeah, I don't know. It's three just, hours and 10 minutes is a long time.
0: But don't they would have, they
1: would sure, Does everyone know how long a movie is before they go in?
0: Maybe they don't. Like, I look these things up, but yeah. like, I knew the folly of, the, like, don't get, like, I'm right handed. If you had given me 10 darts to throw with my left hand at the print and and then wherever they landed, you just made edits, I reckon they all would have been correct. Like, I'm not oh, saying the yeah. movie wasn't flawed, yeah. but I would rather watch <laughs> something that's ambitious, that's, you know, Got collapses it. under its um, own weight of. You know, trying to uh, hit something. Yeah. Then so you
1: reckon pre-pandemic people were more patient with with film? Maybe. What like about I'm comedy? Have you do you notice people leaving comedy? Not yours, obviously, but like, do you, when you do like we're in a lineup. Do you ever see people just leaving? Willingly? Oh, do you mean in stand-up? In stand-up?
0: Uh, yeah. You, you know, you see people, you know, go in and out all the time of stand-up. I think But
1: more so Do you find that you see More people leave uh, Or no That, that no, remains But, the but same. nobody
0: goes to see Comedies at the cinema anymore
1: Oh they don't
0: No Like when was, What was the last big comedy That you saw even heard anyone Talking about oh, Like I, I went and saw know. The movie Bros Last year uh, in, a, in a small screening Because I got to interview The director Oh cool And it was a Gay rom-com right. And uh, I I was there with uh, Two other journos And uh, two of the camera crew who were going to be filming, mm-hmm. uh, two hilarious gay guys behind me, and we had a ripper time because we were all laughing out loud and then you oh. started to recognise people's laughs and you were setting each other off. And, But now I know people who've watched it by themselves and said, oh, it was okay. And I'm like, I just feel like if you were sitting next to – if you yeah, were sitting in experience that group, together. you would yeah. have had a really good time.
1: Yep. Well, this is actually – so this is it's, – it's funny how um, – everyone's experience around you obviously influences your own and so last uh so valentine's day two nights ago you and i are on the same bill and we were at the comedy store and it was great and it was a really good night uh and then the next night so last night was galentine's day so yes. it's a very similar lineup less like no men were no on men. the lineup but there were uh, a few extra women but It was much the same, same time of the night, uh, same, uh, you know, half of the comedians were the same, but the crowd were so ready to have the best time of their lives. They had decided it was a girl's night and this, like the energy in the room was just electric. Like it was, you had you did not have to. I could have just said hello at the start, and they would have laughed. It yeah. was author. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then, but I had, um, uh, but I, everyone had such a killer set that at yeah. the end we were like, I've no idea if those jokes were good. That, yeah. but the crowd was, the crowd was in. Yeah. They'd invested. They yeah. wanted to do it, and so people were leaving, like wiping tears yeah. from their faces. I know that, like, uh, the, even the headliner last night, she was like, I don't really want to be here, but it was one of the like the biggest crushes I think I've ever seen. So yeah. she left being like, fuck, that was amazing. Yeah. But it was the group's decision
0: Yeah, to do that. Well, I, I think that is I, – I think that's the battle. Yeah. Like you've got to go in, whatever the movie, whatever the show, you've got to go in going, I'm going to love this.
1: Well, you ha- But that's the crazy thing is you have invested. Yeah. You've paid $25 to walk in there. Yeah. Wouldn't you be like, I'm going to like something in this?
0: I paid over 100 to see the picture of Dorian Gray wow. and I sat in that theatre and I was ready to go and I'd heard great things about it yeah. and then at the end I realised that everyone hadn't talked it up enough. I thought it was a fucking work of master.
1: Is this the one that you went and saw twice in the same day?
0: No, 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 no. No, this was no. Uh, the, the uh, theatre. No, no, I didn't see After Sun in the same day. It was a week later. No, but no, no.
1: Remember the one you went and saw, you were like, it's the best movie. Oh, no, so you're talking about play. No, I'm talking yeah. about the movie you said that you had a... There was a movie that you were like, it's going to be the best movie of all time. And you like spoke it up me, for months yeah. and months and months and months that's and months. What was that movie?
0: Oh, that's with Hoops. That was Interstellar.
1: Interstellar, great. Yep. Yeah. Very similar.
0: I walked Adam <laughs> and Richard out of uh, the first session uh, that I saw, said goodbye to him, grabbed Hoops by the hand and took her down and sat next door. We are doing it again. And yep. you
1: loved it just as much. Yep. Yeah. Even great. more. Even more. Yeah. Because you're and invested. Was, and
0: they were the perfect people to go with because Adam and Claire both enjoyed how insane that was. Yep. Yeah. Okay, you great. know what Claire's like? She started dancing on the spot with excitement. <laughs> oh, you've already seen it. Um, but no, this was a play. But, you know, there was a. Um, so it has lots of screens, like lots of big screens that move across the, the stage, and there's people filming her. So she, sometimes she's performing to the audience, oh, sometimes right. she's performing to the screens. That's there's great. so much technical stuff going on. And uh, there was a breakdown with what turned out to be about 13 minutes to go. Oh, and so, they no. had to stop and the lights came up and they had to reset everything. And so, we had like about five minutes of sitting there, you know, everyone's just like, uh, and then they restarted again and then you, you were just back into it. And but it didn't, didn't take away from no, that. No, it was fine. Great. And because you're invested. Like, you're, invested, you're invested and you just, oh, it's a tech problem. Oh, well, they've sorted out. Yeah. Okay, we're back. But if, you, if there's a bit of cynicism about it, yes. then you're not going to enjoy that next 13 minutes because you're like, Ugh. I paid good money and now this is fucked up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so I think,
1: 13 minutes of my life. Yeah.
0: You know, maybe I don't enjoy Babylon if I go in thinking it's going to be genuinely a, a, a masterpiece. But if I know that, yeah. you know, oh, maybe this is. Uh, there's a bit of folly to this. Yes. But let's see what happens. Let's see what, what they do, yeah. And then you come out of it and you go, and my friend and I, we would, we were just having such a great time. And if someone said, yeah, but this, this and this, you go, yeah. But it's better than seeing something that's by the numbers.
1: Yeah, I've done it before. Yeah.
0: Anyway, so this is an hour preamble to say, what's your new show about?
1: (laughs) Uh, It's not about film, let me tell you. Uh, It's, yeah. Yeah. It's it's a it's a it's a moment between me and Lars von Trier. Yeah. Um, it's no, it's absolutely nothing to do with film at all. It is. It's called probably, and it is about um, those moments where you uh, say definitely, but you absolutely mean probably. I'm in like this cusp of my <laughs> life where I'm like right. in between things. Like yeah. I'm in between. Uh, like I'm just starting to start of my comedy career, and you know, three years ago. So
0: is this uh, sorry? Is this uh, how many solo shows have you?
1: This is my second one.
0: Second one. Yes. My last
1: one was called Yep. Yep. And this one's called Probably. Sure. So a little less committed. uh, But it is, uh, yeah, so I'm halfway between two things. I feel like there's lots of like cusps I'm on the verge of or or, like, you know, farewelling a time of my life. And so it's all about like, you know, this transition. And it starts with uh, the story about my grandma, who was uh, a formidable woman. She was the matron of the um, hospital in the Riverina. Uh, terrifying woman. She chain-smoked and drank scotch a lot. Probably on the job too. Doesn't matter. No one questioned her. Billie Lewis was a scary lady. Yeah. Okay? Yep. Uh, and uh, she played golf um, even in the magpie season and no one else would because they're terrifying. Yeah. And my grandma was playing golf one day and a magpie swooped her um, so ferociously that it got – its Got stuck in her head. Goodness, uh, and uh, it flapped about for a while. I'm not sure how she got it out, and I kind of don't want to know. Like yeah. I want to have this lovely. Like, I want to pretend that she kind of just grabbed it yeah. and just threw it to the ground, yeah. and then they had a moment where they're like, "Who's tougher?" Yeah, and it would be Billy Lewis. But yeah. it, it, but I would think about like, what would be more scary? <laughs> what would be more scary? Would it be having a magpie stuck in your head? Or having a woman stuck in your face, so this kind of like <laughs> yeah yeah so the full on uh, time for the magpie yeah so it's kind of the it's a lot of the pre- like a lot of the premise that goes through is what's worse so you yeah. look at something and you go wow that looks really rough and you go yeah but probably probably could be bad for them. yeah could be worse for the other person or yeah. the other thing or the bird I don't know yeah but I'm very excited about it and bring it to uh, starting off in Adelaide in the start of next month. Um, Adelaide, then Melbourne. It'll be my first ever Melbourne right. comedy festival, which right. I'm very excited about. But I live there now. So um, all of these fears that people have, they're like, but it's so expensive. I'm like, who cares? Um, I live you, there. Well, you're there. I'm there. Yeah. I may as well do you're, a one month of a show. Who cares? Well, it, it's
0: much more expensive when you have to pay for a hotel. Forget of, it. Yeah.
1: Forget it. Yeah. You'd That's why him. I'm doing two nights. Oh, you are? Okay, yeah. great. Get in. Where are you, yeah. Where's your show?
0: Uh, I'm, I'm doing a live Big Squid on the 16th, uh, 3.30 on a Sunday and then live show on the Monday oh, great, at 7.45. Where? Somewhere in somewhere, the
1: city. Somewhere, yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, so make tunnel. sure you go, guys. Yep. <laughs> There's too much information there. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and then I'm will take it. going to I'm gonna bring it to Sydney, um, which I, I brought my first show to Sydney. I wasn't expecting lots of people to come, but two nights it sold out. Tiny yeah, room, doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Doesn't Technical matter. Technicalities, What? And it was a really fun time. Yeah. I love the audiences in Sydney. Yeah, they're great.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're pretty. Um, uh, it, it, there's been a lot of good comedy here for a long time, so they're yeah. they're, they're comedy savvy. That yes. was always a good thing about Melbourne. It's a good thing about Adelaide because of the fringe. The you know you you kind of take it for granted, but yep. for for decade after decade all these great acts have been going there all the way back since you know Lost Trio's Wrong Barkers and stuff Ryan. like that you know yeah. so there is a, there's a general knowledge of how comedy works mm-hmm. so when they yeah. go they they're up for it and they you can go into interesting areas etc what's been the most uh, uh, Interesting lesson that you learned from your first show that you're bringing into the writing of mm. your second.
1: I think it was I don't be afraid to change it. So I did it in right. Adelaide. Yeah. Uh, I started in Adelaide and I had such a good time but there were things that I thought were going to work better and things that I would kind of like, oh, that's all right, but went way better than I'd anticipated. So it was kind of by the, the first time I did the show to the last time I did the show over the year it was almost a completely different show. Like yeah. there was like the bones were there, yeah. but I changed it in a different way. Yeah. I like was far more physical uh, by the end. Um, uh, and because I'm still trying to work out who I am as a comedian, because I'm only three yeah. years in, I'm still yeah. like, well, maybe I'm, maybe I'm a physical kind of lady. And then it's and then it actually feels really good uh, rather than standing there. Yeah. I'm not deadpan. I'm never going to be deadpan. Stop yeah. asking me to be deadpan. But I think there were times where I was like, maybe this is funnier so, if I deliver it like that.
0: So it's interesting that you say that because mm. I hadn't seen you perform for a little while. Yeah. And then we did the gig on Tuesday night and it was more physical.
1: It is more physical. Yeah. It's more fun. And it was
0: the first thing that I noticed. Wow, that, okay. that was new in the way you were presenting yourself. And it worked.
1: Yeah, and it might, it might change back. Yeah. But at the moment having a really good time being really silly. Oh, man.
0: Are these are... Like they, these are the years that were, when I think back on my career, they were the best. I was talking to, uh, uh, so I uh, interviewed um, uh, a comedian, uh, documentarian, and an old friend of mine, Charlie Hill Smith. He's got a new comic book coming out. And oh, cool. uh, uh, Charlie was the MC at my first ever gig. Mm-hmm. And, oh, um, you know, we were discussing um, never had a bad idea. Yeah. Had heaps, had yeah. heaps of bad ideas, but never thought they were bad. And you just did them. And then if it worked, you were like, huzzah. And yeah. if it didn't work, you went,
1: "Ah, oh, well. Oh, my God. We'll,
0: we'll, let's, I've got all these other ideas. Let's do this. Mm.
1: You know, it's like. Is this your way of telling me all my jokes are bad? Look, I <laughs> was trying to find a way to couch it. You've gone through a You're lot lately. you very lady. physical <laughs> now. <Yeah. laughs> and that's all my feedback. Yeah. Uh,
0: and, uh, yeah, keep up yeah. the physical stuff. But, no, but it's like it's, you know, you, you just did things. Mm. Especially because we were in a group. With a recurring audience, so it like like Charlie and I did a duo act that we would do now and again, that we would just do. Yeah, called uh, the the Cunning Stunt Brothers. Incredible, Gerbil and Hamster Cunning, and we were stuntmen, <laughs> and um, and it was just something that we'd do now and again. Yeah, and, but we did that for years. Fun, and it, because you get a return audience, they'd just go, Oh, they're, they're doing they're doing the Cunning Stunt
1: Brothers. Excellent. You know, so why you stop? Uh, Finished.
0: I think things just like the the rune stopped and we just all kind of dispersed and yep. then I uh, and then the duo the uh, the proper duo I was in that broke up and then I took some time off and then I reinvented myself as a stand up and then I had to learn how to be a stand up.
1: So when you say when you say that you miss this part that I'm in because I'm still in this I'm still working it all out. Yeah, and you've obviously worked it out um, well we have and so do uh, do you are you now more scared of failure because it happens less
0: well I think it's um, well I think you like you know how much work goes into writing new stuff and doing yeah. new stuff and and it's and it's exhausting like mm. it's 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 you know it's a it's a lot of maintaining a lot of confidence to push you through those moments of working out what is actually landing and what's not landing. And I think that kind of wears you down after a while. But, uh, like, I still have brain farts and I do fucking crazy shows that obviously people who come along, there are people who fucking love those shows and there are Mm. people who say, I'm never going to see this again and they walk out with their partners who stand on the top step Step and watch for another three (laughs) minutes before they (laughs) leave. And I completely respect that because things are... I I, personally, I think what it also is, is that uh, everything's so expensive now. Mm. It's harder to ask someone to say, I know you like it when I do stand up, but I'm doing this one person play. That's going to be fucking weird. And people just go, nah, I'm going to go and see Will Anderson. Yeah. You know, like, and so they're the things that kind of
1: so when i said something different i was thinking like i mean when i was talking about you're scared of failure is this you going i'm going to shift away from comedy for a bit i want to try to play oh do yeah, you yeah. want to do a play
0: yes well that's what i've done in the past so the, but what yeah. i've kind of so i'll so i'm working on different things now and oh then my God. well the, the, because like i like ambiguity Yeah. You can't do that in stand-up. You can't walk up and do a set-up and then go, what do you think? Yeah. Like you have to – It's comedy is – and here's the joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you land on. So I just try to move that stuff into other areas. But Mm -hmm. it is, you know, it's – I think it's like, you know, sometimes great uh, sports people who have achieved a lot Mm -hmm. towards the end of their career can sometimes, uh, you know – Say, say tennis, they have to hit the line to win this point. And when they were younger, they did. Yeah. But now they've experienced everything and they actually know how important this point is and then they just yeah. miss the line a little bit, you know. And then it hurts more. And well, they overthink it, you know. So yep. I think it's, um, you know, like Got the it. process of writing a new show and and expectations and all of that. I think, I yeah. think that all plays in your system. But I, I think part of – like I – I didn't realise how fun it was when I was younger and didn't know yeah. anything. Like, I didn't even really understand why a joke worked. Mm-hmm. You know, people laugh, you like, go, oh, this is great. Yeah, incredible. Oh, and then something I'm wouldn't work and you go, fuck.
1: <laughs> what do you mean? You guys, we were friends five what? minutes ago. Yeah, oh, geez, me. what did I do wrong there? <laughs> you know,
0: I still don't know. You know, but it's um, – but, you know, it, it just – and also I think um, – and then with stand-up now, uh like it's just it's just changed and I mm. think uh, you know is people like doing short bits and it's it's lineup shows
1: you, you don't know. do short bits and I love that
0: oh yeah i don't I know if audiences always do you know yes, like they do the uh uh but anyway whatever but i I think this is just a really fun part of your career because you're you're yeah. taking in influences and you're looking at things and you're thinking i'm gonna give this a go and then you try things and mm. I think as you get further along, the desire to experiment will dissipate because you, you're you now going to have to be thinking about ongoing shows, what you want to get into from – what you want to achieve from your shows to get into maybe it's TV, maybe it's into radio, do you know? So, yeah. uh, I think that, um, you know, you don't really see someone with a breakfast radio show saying now i'm gonna do my one person show about the life of danny k you yeah. know like do you know what i mean like they
1: well they might well someone should they should they should do it yeah they should do it yeah i guess it's starting because i started later in my 30s i mean it was good to have you know some life experience to actually have something to talk to talk about and that's not to say people in their early 20s don't have anything to talk about but i wouldn't have I yeah. would not have had the confidence yeah. in anything yeah. to what I knew then, because yeah. I didn't know much. Um I was happy to have started later, but I guess um, because I'm new still, people don't really know what I'm going to do. Like I've yeah. had, like, they don't. They, there's no expectation. Like yeah. I could come out and say something like really strange, and they'll mm. be like, "Oh, okay, this is what kind this of comedian she she's deciding to try." Yeah, but it can change all the time, and it has over the past three years. It's changed quite a lot. And it's super fun. Like, yeah. I, like I am. You're right. I'm in a really fun part and I love it. Yeah. Like and I, n- I, never, I, never, I never am not looking forward to a show unless um, it's like a, oh, no, I still like those ones, really bad gigs. Really bad gigs where people, everyone's just dying one after the other on stage. Yeah. Something really fun about that.
0: See, I don't find them funny anymore. Oh, I, I, yeah, I, 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 them. I hate watching people die. Oh, do you? Yeah, I hate it. I really hate <gasps> That's it.
1: That's really kind of you. I, I love it. It's only if, only if they don't usually die.
0: Oh no, I hate it. I, really? I, like it really pains me. I can't, oh. I can't cope with it. I've been hip and shouldered out of the way from some of my friends as they've run into a room to watch someone die.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that would be me, because you just like with are seeing someone who's used to crashing, being like, "Oh, this, this hurts a bit." And then you have to watch them flail about on stage to try and win them over and try, And then they walk off and they go, oh, that hurts and it hurts. And then every, you laugh together, you have fun, don't you?
0: No, I don't. You don't. There's only, there, I, I never want to see anyone fail. I never want to see any of my friends fail. But if I'm going to see any of my friends fail, the one I do enjoy is Lemo, because I think he's one of the funniest people ever Great. when shit is going pear-shaped. Okay.
1: okay, good.
0: He used to do a thing where if, 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 a, if a gig was really tough, he'd... Talk about how he was going to get everyone's going to put a bit of paper at the door, and if everyone can put down their names and their phone numbers and that, so we can all stay in touch. Oh, and, you know, uh, that's very funny. You know, I'm gonna when I write my autobiography, this is going to get a whole chapter. <laughs> I want to give you all a shout out and send you a copy. You know, and he'll really double down on, <laughs> triple down on it, being an awful gig, and and Cut. and also those things never work either because yeah. if they're not on board, yeah, they're not going to be on board that with I don't that. Like it. But That makes me laugh.
1: The comedians would love it. Yeah. The comedians would love it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, All right. We need to let you go because you have two shows tonight. Two shows, yeah. Um, Where can people find you Uh, on the socials?
1: On the socials, yeah. Instagram is where I'm at. Bron Lewis Yep.
0: And, (laughs) right. Yeah. Yeah. Just trying to work out when that came together. Was, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. You You'll did. never tell that. And uh, uh, what's the best place to find ticket information?
1: It's all on Instagram. I think on there's, a, there's yeah. a link in there and it's yeah. places where I go. I'm going to take it to um, – because I'm from Canberra but I was born in Wagga. So, I'll take it to there because I've got aunties there and they'll yeah. buy tickets, won't they? Oh, yeah. Uh, thanks, well, aunties. they've got to. Um, yeah. Um, and so, it will be, yeah, Wagga, Canberra, Sydney, Adelaide um, – where am I? Oh, uh, Melbourne and um probably Brisbane at some stage. Yeah, great. Yeah. That's a big tour. Yeah, you've got to I mean you've got to get it away from the kids somehow. <laughs> Mate.
0: That is uh
1: <laughs> My partner's loving it. <laughs> it's going really well. <laughs> it's
0: um it is one of those things where it's like, well, it's good because then you come back to the kids and you'll have new stories to tell them that they'll yeah. be right into. They
1: love green room stories. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, uh, you know, your partner will be wrapped to see you.
1: Yeah, he'll be like, oh, tell me much more about the industry I don't care about. I'm yeah. like, definitely, sit down. Yeah. He'll yeah. love yeah. it.
0: Yeah, that was a really funny story about that person that I've never heard of before. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah oh, and they retell- died, did they? <laughs> yeah, sure.
1: Great. I retell their joke and he's like, well, I don't get it. I'm like, yeah, well, I guess – I guess it's not my joke to tell. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yep. Doing well. It's going well. Yep. It's
0: magic. Quickly bring your daughter in to tell me about why this woman <laughs> has got the pressure of uh, leading the army uh, <laughs> for, for all females. <laughs> Wake uh, the world. Ah, dear. All right. Thanks for coming along. Oh, Let's finish thank these donuts. You. Thank you to Bron for being my guest today. Remember, you can see her at the Adelaide Fringe this week, 6.15pm at the Rhino Room until the 12th of March, which is this Saturday. And then you can see her at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival at the Western at 6.40pm, 30th of March to the 23rd of April. I'm taking a guess she's not doing Monday. She didn't tell me that. But when you look her up, uh, just check in case you think, I'll see her on a Monday and then you miss out. I'll be appearing in Melbourne with Big Squid Live on the 16th of April with guests Celia Pacola and Josh Earl. And my solo show, Little Victories, is on the 17th of April. That is a monday night so i'm there sunday and monday of april 16th and 17th go to justinhamilton.com.au forward slash gigs and use the promo code podcast to save yourself some money on your ticket purchases thank you to emma for being our patreon supporter of the episode if you'd like to access the bonus podcast scripts super discounts for live events and more head to patreon.com forward slash justinhamilton and you can find a tier that suits you I'll be back next week with three podcasts. Three! Chitter-chatter on Monday morning with Adam Richard. Hopefully it won't be as scary as his shark facts that he gave us last week. Tuesday is a brand new Pass the ammo with author Garth Jones, where we cover the film Sons of Steel. Maybe listen to the podcast before you watch it. I don't want to get in trouble from you again. And when I say you, I mean my friend Kylie, who told me off for one of the movies that they had to watch. So listen to the podcast first. But maybe you should roll the dice and check out Sons of Steel. It's pretty crazy. It's like crazy with a capital K and all the letters in size 36 font Probably Helvetica. It's quite dramatic. Anyway, Sons of Steel. That's coming up with Garth on the Tuesday. And then Charlie Hill Smith, uh, who is a writer, a documentarian, and uh, an old friend of mine. He was the first MC that I ever experienced in live comedy back in March 1994. He is going to talk to me about his new comic book creation, Crime Scene Australia. That's going to come out on Thursday. That's a really, really interesting chat. That's uh, gets quite political, and uh, I, th- I think you'll really dig it. You might not know Charlie by name, but by the end of it, you will be searching his stuff out. That is a guarantee. So, that is another big week that is coming up on the Big Squid podcast. Let's finish today with a quote from Joan Rivers. I don't exercise. If God had wanted me to bend over, he would have put diamonds on the floor. Makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? All right. Thank you for listening. Uh, I appreciate you uh, checking in. Until then.